We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. IB Nation, welcome back to the Irish Breakdown Podcast, live on here on a Friday, which of course means little Notre Dame recruiting hour. Going to talk some of the latest in recruiting from this past week. We're also going to talk about priority board for the 2025 offensive class and where things are. So it's going to be a little bit of a hot board section. Where are the positions that are still need to be filled? Who are the players to know? Who is Notre Dame in great positions for? We'll talk about that in the second section mailbag at the end as well so make sure you put in mailbag questions at any time during the show i i monitored the chat before we started here sean some people are very anxious to get this show going i would just like to say and i'm joined by sean davis co-host of lucky lefty podcast as well as a recruiting analyst here at irishbreakdown.com sean people need to forgive me it was my fault that we were a little bit tardy but i have put out probably more content in one week this week than i ever have in my entire life man this is a Folks, Notre Dame coaches are on the road. The 2024 Reese's Senior Bowl is working right now. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff happening right now, man. So please, please forgive me. The work will be done. We will make this a great show. But, Sean, it's been a very busy week, my friend. Very busy. Busy and a very good week if you're talking about Notre Dame. 
whether it's the good news coming out of the senior bowl about several Notre Dame players, some of the vibes we get from possible commitments moving forward and where Notre Dame stands with recruits. It's just a really good time to be part of the Notre Dame family, to cover the recruiting, cover the guys there at the senior bowl. Yo, yep. it's, it's it's a lot of work, but it's good work. I would much rather write the articles we're writing and yes. cover what we're covering, covering yep. like Chad Bowden staying. Like, yo, I would rather cover that than to come on here today and talk about the impact of recruiting after Chad yeah. Bowden left. That, that would have been a tough show. That, that, that's a good point, Sean, because uh, look, I, I'm just hustle and bustle this week, but it's all been mm -hmm. good news for the yeah. most part, right? Like there hasn't been a ton of negativity that has come across the airwaves here. I'm just saying, man, like I know, I know Salty throws in a little jab, you know, low bar for Ryan, whatever. Salty, I have written 20 something articles this week. I've probably done seven or eight podcasts this week. I have been doing a lot of stuff, man. Give me a little bit of credit, okay? It's been a little bit of hustle and bustle, but so yeah, if anybody working, wants to managing ask, two girls, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, as as if being a parent wasn't, uh, wasn't enough. Yeah, as a fellow yeah, girl dad, I have empathy for you, I, my brother. I I appreciate you, my friends. I really, really, do greatly appreciate that. So we'll be answering anything in the mailbag that you all want. Obviously, it's a recruiting show. You want to ask recruiting questions? Great. You want to ask about Notre Dame? Great. You want to ask about the twenty twenty four? Reese's Senior Bowl, great. We can handle everything. We'll go into mm. other sports. We'll go into our personal lives. If you want to go there, I don't know. But regardless, it is your part of the podcast at the end here where we'll hit the mailbag. But, Sean, want to start out with some of the recent news. All good stuff. All very good stuff. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. 
and Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. 2025, and this was already on the board at boards.irishbreakdown.com. Literally, me and Sean broke down this news minutes after it was announced. So on the 8th, February 8th, next uh, this upcoming Thursday, I guess now, since we're on a Friday, 2025 offensive tackle from Waukesha, Wisconsin, Catholic Memorial, Owen Strebig will be announcing his commitments, his finalists, Coming into that commitments, Notre Dame, USC, Florida State, Miami, and Wisconsin. Sean, those are the finalists for Mr. Owen Strebig. We've talked about this on the message board. People shouldn't have any any confusion here because we've been talking about this one for uh, many weeks and many months at this point. But yes, for the people that are just going to genuinely ask, do we feel good about where Notre Dame is with Owen Strebig going into that decision? Absolutely. Absolutely. Notre Dame's in a good spot. You don't have a kid come visit six different times and to become a, a to develop great relationships with the other commits in the 2025 class if he didn't have if you didn't have a very good chance. Now, that being said, that being said, Wisconsin's done a great job. USC has done a great job. And a couple of the Florida schools, I would say, have piqued Owen's interest throughout the process as well, Sean. So some schools have done a really good job with Owen Strebig, but we feel that Notre Dame is the team to beat right now. Now, I guess there's several days to uh, close this guy out if you want to kind of portray it that way. But obviously, Notre Dame is he's been the front runner here for a long time for one of the best offensive tackles in the 2025 class. Yeah, like we broke down this film, double R. He is a fantastic talent, has been so since we saw his saw film in his sophomore season. And it would be a huge get, right? But really, let's pay homage to the work. Because a lot of times we have to be critical on the recruiting trail, just you know, chasing these stories and figuring out what's happening. But to transition from and be in the shadow of one Harry Heastan, I think the questions have been answered by Joe Rudolph. I the way things are trending. I think he has shifted the profile of that room a little bit as far as size. He has also shown himself to be able to close. The one thing we have still yet to see, Ryan, I think you will agree, in-game coaching, in-game adjustments, and the offensive line in tough games and tough environments. That was something we saw on the road at Duke, on the road at Louisville, on the road at Clemson. Offensive line, not as good as on the road at North Carolina State at home in other games. Right? So Absolutely. That, I think that's the next thing, the next box that needs to be checked by Joe Rudolph. But from a recruiting standpoint, yep. I think we both have to feel good about the direction of the offensive line from a recruiting standpoint. Oh, I mean – Sean, it's in a great spot because although, I mean, we're just talking 2024 roster now, like even forget about 2025 for a second. Notre Dame has a lot of talent there, man. It's going to be a weird year on the offensive line considering there's not a ton of 
proven talent coming back. It's all young and pretty inexperienced. I mean, you're going to bring back what Tosh Baker, if he's a starting right tackle, he started a few games a couple years ago, right out of necessity. The, the, mm-hmm. the year that Joe Walt came in and he was, you know, playing a little bit of left tackle at that point. So we've seen him in games, obviously at Notre Dame, but he doesn't have a ton of starting experience. Billy Shrouth doesn't have a ton of starting experience. If he is the starting right guard in 2024, Ashton Craig started a few games down the stretch for Notre Dame, and I thought he looked really good at center. I honestly thought full transparency. We've talked about this a ton. I hope Zeke Carell does a great job at NC State, Sean. I thought Ashton Craig was just a better player than, than Zeke Carell this mm. season. Just thought he was better. Just, I mean, straight up. I mean, like, honesty, right? Even in the small sample size, you got that feeling. Yeah. I mean, I really did, man. Cause I look, I, I thought Owen, I, Owen, I thought we were just talking about street big. So yeah, <laughs> I, I thought Zeke played pretty well against the Ohio state against Ohio state this year, but I didn't mm. think he really had a, a really good game. Otherwise, like I thought he was okay in a couple others. I didn't think he was great though. I, I, I just, I think that, and this is me projecting forward a little bit. I think Ashton Craig gives you a much higher ceiling than when Zeke Carell does. Zeke's a solid, good starting center in college football. But I think that Ashton Craig can be a very good center in college football, maybe even a star. I mean, I think he has that type of upside to him. So although he's incredibly talented, he is a projection to a degree. You haven't seen him as much. You haven't seen him in Notre Dame games as much as you have in some others, right? Or with some others. So he's a question. Pat Coogan coming back. He is technically your most experienced offensive lineman, right? From a snap perspective from this past Mm. year started every football game, but I think most Notre Dame fans would agree. And and I don't necessarily disagree. I think that Pat should be up for the starting job, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Pat Coogan should be your starting left guard next year. I don't think it should be. And then potentially having Charles, the artist formerly known as Charles Jagasaw at left tackle, who (laughs) has started one football game, Sean, a single football game. Now, if you ask me, just that group, how talented is it? Stupid talented. I mean, if you told me in a couple years that Ashton Craig got drafted in the top 100 in the, for the NFL draft, if you told me Billy Strouth is in the same conversation, if you told me that Charles Jagasaw was a first-round draft pick, I would believe you. I would wholeheartedly believe you because he has that type of talent. But it's unproven, Sean. But I think that to strengthen your point is the fact that it's not a lack of talent that's going to be in that room, though. I mean, no. you're going to have Gearby Lambert coming in. You're going to have Sam Pendleton, Sullivan Absher fighting for, for opportunities, Joe Odding, some of these young guys, Christopher Tarek, the 2020, the rest of the 2024 class, not including, you know, you're going to include Anthony Knapp into that conversation. You're going to include Styles Prescott. You're going to include Peter Jones. This, this, it's a very talented room Notre Dame has. It's inexperienced, but ultra, ultra talented. And I think that's going to inc- I think that's going to continue in 2025 because mm-hmm. you already have Will Black in the class, who I like a lot. I think Will's a really good player. Owen Strebig would be a more high, highly rated player for me if he ends up in Notre Dame, though, because that kid, you can't teach some of the stuff he has, Sean. Like you can't teach no. it. I can't teach six eight two ninety. I can teach a technique. I can I can help your hand usage, your independent hand usage, and pass protection. I can improve footwork. I can't teach the athletic gifts that that young man has. But this is the thing. Someone made a point in the chat. Good point. Watch this film. Y'all still worry about pass pro. I don't know offensive linemen that you don't have to worry about pass pro coming out of high school. 
Did, I mean, I mean, I worried about I, I worried about pass pro with Charles Jagasaw coming out of high school yeah. too. I mean, you, yeah, because I mean, most yeah, what it goes back to the fact that in high school, most and this is what I love about Owen Strivet. You can watch his film and tell that he works at technique. You can tell that he's focused on anchoring and setting down. A bull rush is not coming. He doesn't face prominent bull rushes week to week. So, I mean, he's he could just literally not be techn technically sound and just overpower kids. But if you watch his film, you can tell that he's trying to focus on technique, which tells me that he's a willing learner. Number one, he wants to get better. And you team that with the fact that he has really good feet. Because you talked about it. You can teach footwork, but teaching footwork to a kid that has really good feet and teaching yep. footwork to a kid that struggles and doesn't have good feet, it's two totally different things. Yes, you can teach. But it's a lot easier to teach one than it is to teach the other. Agreed. So when you talk I, I would about say the that, talent, yeah. that's yep. what you have, have to feel great about. And I, I think a, a point that you're making, Sean, is that Owen has every tool in the toolbox to be really good in both areas. I mean, mm -hmm. I, there was a video that he posted, I think maybe a few weeks ago, where he was box jumping over 30 inches. Like, this yeah. is a 6'8", 290 plus pound kid that, yeah, I mean, he's a good athlete, man. And to your point, he yeah. has personal trainers he works with. He has outside coaching. He works his butt off, man. He really does. So, yeah, I, th I think that, he, I think that, he has high potential on the next level. If mm. Notre Dame lands him, Sean, it's big time. Because if Coach Rudolph can develop, and look, the jury's still out there, sort of, but also he's done a pretty good job at other places. Like at Wisconsin, he did a pretty good job developing guys. You know who he found when he was at Pittsburgh? Brian O'Neill, who's one of the best offensive tackles in, in the NFL and right now. Fail. That yeah. was a under-recruited tight end, high school tight end that he developed into a first-round draft pick. Or uh, was he a first? Yeah, he was first-round draft pick, I think, out of Pitt. So, and he's developed into a very good offensive tackle in his career for the Minnesota Vikings. So, as long as Lauren Landau and Lauren Landau. Joe Rudolph. Lando, I'm sorry. It's long, I, I it's Lando. We just found out today via email that it's Did Lando. you really? Did you? Yes. Lando, Okay. Interesting. I, I wouldn't think that uh, I, I would think that it would be a soft A sound in his name, but okay, Lendo. So yeah, Lord, as long as yeah. Coach Lendo and Coach Rudolph are able to develop that room physically and then technically, I think that adding a guy like Owen Strebe could be massive. Not quite literally massive with the size he brings, but also with the talent that he brings to the table as well. Like this isn't a stiff, this isn't a guy that can't move. He has all the upside in the world. He really does. And so the leading question, Sean, that people have asked on the board, and I just want to put this out in the universe for people that are going to ask this because it's going to be asked. If Owen Strebig picks Notre Dame, which is, again, it's trending that direction, that Notre Dame will be the pick potentially. At least Notre Dame feels good about where they are. Does that affect anything with Jack Lang and Matty Augustine? And for people that don't know, Jack Lang, 2025 offensive tackle out of Eureka, Missouri. And Matty Augustine, of course, is out of he's out of Connecticut. He goes to the same high school as Ethan Long, who is the safety commit in the 2025 class to Notre Dame. Does that affect either one of those guys? I want us to say this all together, Sean. Say it all together. No, it does not. Notre Dame loves Ethan Long. They really like Matty Augustine. I believe that even with if they are able to get Owen Strebing in the class, they'll have Owen Strebing and Will and 
Will Black, they will push for both those young men. As they should. As, As they, they should. should. Yes. Look, you go get the talented players and you figure out the rest once you get them in the room, right? And you talk to these young men. And what have we talked about that has been pretty linear with all the coaches on the recruiting trip? Honesty with these kids. Honesty. You can stack up the the running back room with guys that can start. Well, you can stack up guys that tackle, guys that guard. You tell guys, look, we're going to teach you and give you valuable assets. We're going to make you multi-positional players on the offensive line. Charles Jagasaw knows how to play guard. He spent the entire season playing guard. Switched to practice. He's tackling the practices for the bowl prep, and now he's playing tackle. He can play both positions. He had that. That's value. That's value, right? Mm-hmm. Because once he gets evaluated for the NFL, they're going to see, you know, this kid played freshman year guard, transition to tackle. Hey, if he comes in and somebody beats him out at left tackle and they say, yo, we'll put Charles at right tackle. Okay, now right. – that's the versatility. And that is really the position of offensive line. There are not a lot of people that just come in and flat out, yo, I'm a left tackle. I'm a star right. left tackle from the jump. Right. It's not too many Joe Alts in the world, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you, you honor that young man for who he was at Notre Dame. Was, that's an anomaly. Yep. That's an anomaly. I, I, think it's, I think it's really well said. It makes him obviously a lot more valuable. And mm-hmm. I think that's the great part about this too, Sean. So like, let's say hypothetically. Someone asked this on the board, and I think it's a great question. What if Notre Dame ends up with Will Black, Owen Strebig, Jack Lang, and Maddie Augustine in this hypothetical? Let's say, let's say they land all four. The natural question is, aren't they all four offensive tackles? And yes. my response would be, yeah, but also Will Black could play inside a guard. Mm-hmm. Matty Augustine could play inside a guard. I wouldn't want to move Owen Strebig inside a guard because he's six eight, like he's a tall dude. But he, but you have a couple options that could ideally fit together. Is the big part of this, right? I had someone else say like, "Oh, isn't six six or six seven kind of tall for guard?" And it's like, yes, but if they have good, if they play with good pad level and have good sync of their hips, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. It's, it matters. It matters how low you play, not how tall you are. If you're going to play a guard, there are some good guards in the NFL that are six, six plus there are, mm-hmm. there's some plenty of them because they can play with bend in their hips and play lower than the man or as low as the man across from them, I should say. So having that type of upside and the ability. And I will say this, Sean, we talked about this in the 2023 class. I really loved the 2023 class with Charles, with Sullivan, with Sam, but there were a lot of guys that maybe are more guards than they are tackles. Right. And I, so I think over the last two cycles, 2024 and 2025, you need to start landing more tackle body types, man, because there's not a lot of depth at tackle right now. There's a lot of talent at tackle, but getting more and more talented players to add to the depth, I think is big time for them, potentially. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick. 
a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And I think what people might be asking is, yo, the perception here is, wow, we lose Joe Alt, but we get the promise of a freshman, a true freshman in Charles Jack, you saw. I tried to say it the right way. <laughs> so the, the perception is, oh, that's the way we should have it. Like we lose our guy, the upperclassman, and we got a young guy coming in that's ready. When truth of the matter is, wouldn't you rather have a guy that's two years into the program taking over? Yes. You know, yes. from an experience standpoint, like because yep. we still have tremendous questions because, like you said, DJ's only played one game one college yep. game and he only had a month worth of practices at the position as a yep. playing guard so now the spring is going to be very important for him and its transition to the tackle position and the most important tackle position especially with riley Leonard being the transfer quarterback so look getting these tackle types what it does is it ensures flexibility within your room that's what they're trying to do with the wide receiver room like, you have to have flexibility. They have flexibility in the running back room. They have flexibility at the linebacker position. They have more flexibility along the defensive line. Depth, flexibility. That's what you want within your football program. And if they get all of those young men to commit to Notre Dame in the 25 class and the body types of tackle, they have four guys that can play tackle. They have two that two to three that can probably go inside and work inside. And even if they're working inside, whether it's transfers, injuries, or departing to the NFL, they have guys that can now go back to tackle, even though they exactly. played and trained inside. The same, the same path that Charles Jagisaw took. So, hundred percent, yeah. And Charles is also a six foot seven guy that they were willing to play a guard because you know why? He can play low and he can play with He's leverage. Good. He understands how to use hands. Yes. His so wrestling that, background helped help with that. Oh. Hundred yeah. percent. Why do why do you play so low, Charles? Why do you use your hands? Because I wrestled. I hand fought for a living for a little bit there, right? Like that's what I did. So, yeah. absolutely, man. And so that's the big news. Obviously, again, we will have coverage for it this upcoming Thursday, February eighth, when Owen Strebig um, chooses between Notre Dame, USC, Florida State, Miami. And Wisconsin. I always almost forget Florida State, Sean, because I just haven't heard their name associated with him very much. But they're in his finalists. So there we are, right? So make sure to tune in, irishbreakdown.com. We will have coverage for that pending decision for Owen Strebig. A couple other news that we want to hit on real quick before we get into the bulk of our show, which is going to be talking about the priority board in 2025 offensively. Talking about a little bit of a hot board situation here. There were two offers that were sent this week, Sean, because people that don't know, we're still in an open period, which means Notre Dame coaches are on the road visiting schools of some prospective 2025 and 2026 players. Two offers that were let out this week or extended this week. I don't want to spend too much on one. We're going to spend more on the other. Okay. Mm-hmm. 2027 <laughs> Huber Heights, Ohio, Wayne High School athlete i think he was offered as a corner jameer brown 
was offered by Notre Dame, Sean. Now, real quick note on this one. Jameer, 5'11", 160 pounds. He's been offered by some schools. He has like a Penn State offer and a couple other ones. Notre Dame obviously including that one now. Some have offered him as wide receiver. All they're offered him as defensive back. I think one or two have offered him as an athlete as well. Like, he's a 2027 kid, Sean. What, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? Freshman. He's a freshman in high school. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about this kid for years. Now, years. But anyway, obviously a very impressive player. I put on some of his film yesterday when he was offered. And kid's talented, man. Really fast, explosive. He sure is a good like, player. So Or three, a, according yeah. to reports. He he lists a four three one. I I'll believe that when I see it because four three one for a freshman in high school is pretty nutty. <laughs> like that's pretty insane. That's so nice. I would like yeah. to see it. I would like to see it in person. But regardless, the kid is very fast. There's no doubt about it. And a quick note, Sean, Huber Heights, Ohio Wayne, so Wayne High School, is the home of Marcus Freeman and Mike Mickens. So no wonder they got the, somebody hit them up like, hey. You got this fresh guy, man. We got, got a guy. guy. I was wondering, I'm like, yo, did they get bored? Like, did they did they go see everybody they need to see? Like, oh, so, we finished that. Let's let's go check this kid out. So believe it or not, believe it or not, Sean. I haven't looked into many 2027 kids yet. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. haven't really looked into them much. So when the offer was extended, at first I was like, I need to make sure that that's a real offer. That that was my immediate thing because I'm just like yeah. You know, unfortunately, we are in the day and age of social media where some kids do fake offers at times. They do. Mm-hmm. They sometimes do. So I needed to go and check out and be like, you know, I needed to do my research and talk to the kid and do all that type of stuff. And it is a real offer, obviously. It is a, it is legitimate. He's got a Penn State offer. Other, I mean, schools like Ohio State and such are trying to get him to visit campus this offseason, the camp and all that type of stuff. So legitimate offer. For Mr. Mr. Brown there, Jameer Brown out of Wayne High School in the state of Ohio, Huber Heights, Ohio. Let's talk, though, Sean. 2025 kid that was offered this past week, okay? A kid that we, well, actually, that I broke down on the message board. We, we've done a couple of breakdowns recently on the message board, but I broke down Greater Latrobe, Pennsylvania high school linebacker, Alex Tatch is how you pronounce it. Tatch. Six foot two, 210 pounds. I'm going to pull up the offer list, Sean, because he has a legitimately impressive offer list. And he is rated as, let me just pull it up real quick so I don't misquote some of the offers that he has. Because I know he has a a Penn State offer, obviously him being a Pennsylvania kid that's going to hold a lot of weight. So we'll talk about it, right? So, Sean, he is rated by rivals against Alex Tatch, 6'2", 210-pound, 2025 linebacker out of Greater Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Number 220 overall player, four-star recruit by rivals, number 18 player, uh, eighteen linebacker in the 2025 class, also rated on the on-three industry ranking as a four-star as well, Sean. So he's pretty well-liked on the recruiting side. Two sites. 247 and rival um, ESPN have also not ranked him yet. So those rankings will eventually come in and I'm sure he'll rise a little bit potentially in the class. So Sean, as of today, Mr. Tatch holds offers from Notre Dame, Penn State, Wisconsin, West Virginia, Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Stanford, Cincinnati, Boston College, Duke, Maryland, South Carolina, USC, Kentucky, 
Syracuse and Michigan State. Those are the power five offers he holds. So obviously a really impressive offer list, Sean. Now, did you did you get a chance to uh, check the kid out? Because I know we were texting oh, about him a little. So oh, yes. he, people at boards.com, they've already heard my opinion on this player. We'll dive deeper into that. But let me hear the Sean Davis scouting breakdown on Alex Tatch. Great instinctive linebacker that feels a need that Notre Dame fans have been asking to see at the linebacker position for years, which is when are we going to get guys that can play well in space at the linebacker position that can tackle in space, run in space. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Tash fills that ball plays everywhere. Blitz is off the edge. You can put him on the inside. He's going to gain weight. As you said, he's about 210 right now. This kid yep. is absolutely fantastic. And once again, kudos to whomever put his film together. Because they showed every aspect of his game, the way they put that film together. But this kid yep. is absolutely fantastic. Like you said, getting him out of the state of Pennsylvania is going to be a task. He has a Penn State offer. But if Al Golden and Max Bullock can work some magic, and get this young man. Notre Dame is getting a young man that is definitely going to be a chess piece at that linebacker position. I wouldn't exactly say athletically that he is Jalen Smith or like super elite. No. Extremely athletic, versatile. And when he gets to the ball, he closes fast. That's what I love. Yeah, He closes fast to the ball here. So he has a big, a pretty long frame, 6'2", 6'3", pretty long arms. Like you said, he's 210 pounds. He plays in a 3-4 defense that uses him as kind of a – he plays outside linebacker in a 3-4, but, like, they don't really – they don't really sub out of it, Sean, right, because it's a high school team. Mm-hmm. They they move him into space a ton. So, like, when they're facing against spread teams, they stick in their 3-4 and they just put him outside because you know why? Because he looks like a big safety right now. That's what he looks mm. like. My comparison for him on the board, Sean, don't know if you heard this one. Pete Werner is who he reminds me of coming out of high school. That's who he reminds me of. He looks like a linebacker. He plays out in space a ton. And then when Pete got to Ohio State, he started as an overhang, no rover at Ohio State, and eventually moved into Will. That's what is his body continued to develop. That's what Alex Tatch looks like to me. That kid is super smooth in space, man. Hips are great. And Max Preps, shame on you. You shortchanged my guy a bunch of stats this year, Sean. 111 <laughs> tackles. He had nine tackles for loss, four sacks, four, four interceptions, three forced fumbles, had over 500 yards rushing, over six yards of carry as a running back, seven touchdowns, and also had another over 100 yards receiving in a limited role on offense. So this kid is versatile, man. Where would he fit? I would personally, Sean, if his body stayed what it is today and we were at National Sign Day and he was going to early enroll the whatever, right? Mm-hmm. If if he ended up picking Notre Dame, I would start him at Rover and then let his body develop. And if he moves inside, then he's a will and he's a playmaking will. But you're absolutely right. This is a modern day linebacker. This yes. is a kid that doesn't have to get subbed a ton defensively to bring in better pass coverage players all the time. This kid can play in space. Honestly, if he just stayed the same size he is now, right around 210 pounds and didn't gain any weight, he could probably play safety if he felt like it. Like, this is a really 
gifted player in space. I really like Alex Tatch a lot. I had an interview with him last night and it mm. ran this morning, Sean. You said, you know, we'll see if Notre Dame has a chance here. I'm telling you right now, they will have a chance. Mm. Is Penn State probably the early favorite? Sure. They've been on him a little bit longer. He's a Pennsylvania kid. Sure. Direct quote from him. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the exact quote in front of me, Sean. He said, Notre Dame has a team I've loved since I was a kid. So he has a high opinion of Notre Dame. He is also working on visiting at Notre Dame. He said he didn't have an exact date, but he said he is going to make it up to South Bend. There's no doubt. So the two big hurdles there. One, he already really liked Notre Dame, a team that he'd been wanting to hear from for a long time, and he's already setting up a visit. That's happening quickly here. So, yes, I think Notre Dame will have a chance there if they push for Alex Tatch. And I will tell you this right now. He's ranked around number 200 in the class as far as a ranking or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I would take that kid today. Wouldn't hesitate. Would not hesitate. And we yeah. had a question on, you know, if he wanted to commit today, would Notre Dame take him? I'm not 100% sure about that, guys. I, I'm going to bring that up now, Michael, instead of the mailbag because it's pertinent to now. But Michael said, Ryan, if Tatch wanted to commit to Notre Dame, is he a take now? I, I know I'd take him. I would also take him, Michael. If he Is he a take for Notre Dame today, right this second? I have no idea. It's way too early, right? Because they're going to get him up to campus. We'll see, you know, body type checks out, other coaches like him. You'll see where, what the rest of the board as far as like how they feel about certain guys like Anthony Saka, for instance, who would play a similar role. How do they feel? But if he if Notre Dame pushes there, I think that they will have a chance in the end. I think they will have a chance in the end. And I, if he ended up in the class, Sean, I'd be very happy. Be very happy. See, this kid see, is good. This is how Notre Dame, let me make this point, Brian. This is how Notre Dame has yep. changed things in the span of a year and a half to two years in recruitment. Remember the discussions we used to have about kids that they will offer a year and a half, two years ago? Like, nah, eh. I I just don't. Certain kids would be like, no. Nah, and it still it. happens occasionally, but less frequently now. Yes, you're right. But, but my, point, my point yeah. is the majority of the time, even the kids that aren't the top kids at that position, we might prefer other kids, but even if we prefer the other kids, we're like, oh yeah, we, we would still take this kid. Yep, it has literally changed. Yep. It has literally changed, right? And so whether we're talking about what you just spoke about with the offensive line, like and getting all of those guys in, now linebacker, yep. the wide receiver office we've been talking about, which we echoed last week. Like I wouldn't be mad if they took any one of these kids in the class. That just shows you how they've elevated the evaluation at Notre Dame. We've already seen the evidence of it at the quarterback position. And so that's something to look at from a recruiting standpoint and say, yo, that's different. And it ties directly into that momentum ties directly into what we saw with Chad Bowden staying. Like, yo, this is important to keep this momentum in recruiting. It is pertinent that we keep this guy and make sure we have him along with Marcus Freeman. It is paying dividends and you can see the changes that have been made in recruiting and hopefully we start to see the evidence pay off on the field in years to come. But yeah, it's a joy for us, Brian, because we get to watch kids that are like, yo, 
where'd this kid come from? Like, this kid is good. <laughs> like, it, like, remember when we talked about, like, we love doing our job, job, but we would much rather write stories about good, good things. Yep. And the off, every offer that comes out now is just, like, good viewing. Like, okay, I didn't waste yep. 10 minutes there. That was a good 10 minutes that I sure. enjoyed. Sean, can can I send a shout out too? Because we we know, and we'll talk about it. I think because we talked about it on the show last week, but there's rumors flying around about you know is Al Golden interviewing for jobs, and, and we know that obviously there's other stuff happening that's kind of preventing him from being as active on the road and such right now. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with him looking for extra jobs or whatever. But the last the two linebacker offers that were extended over the past week, a little over a week, Sean. We're talking about, and I think it's a fun conversation to have because obviously Al Golden's a part of these conversations. Marcus Freeman's a part of these conversations. Chad Bowden's a part of these conversations as far as like giving a green light to offer potential players. But who have who has offered the last two linebackers on the board, Sean? Who has extended those offers specifically? It's been Max well, Bulla, baby. Max Bulla. It's been Max yeah. Bulla. Yep, Max yeah. Bulla has extended offers to both Alex Tatch and Antoine Delorier, who we yeah. liked a ton out of yeah. the Georgia area, formerly of Canada. So I like the linebackers to add to the board. I would tell you this, and I, I think some people are going to push back against this, Sean. Some people would not like this, and it's fine. But if you told me you can only take three linebackers in the class, you already have Josiah Kia in the class as well. And mm-hmm. if you told me that they took Alex Tatch and Antoine Delorier, I'd be completely fine, dude. Like, I would not say a word about it. I would be good to go. Both those kids are very talented, man. So I like the linebackers right into the board. The long and short of it is, I think 2025, there's questions of what the linebacker class is going to look like. But if either one of the two kids that have been offered recently by Max Bulla end up picking Notre Dame, cool. Cool. I'm good to go. Even though he doesn't have the official position of coach, right, ladies and gentlemen, from the time that he took the position at Notre Dame as grad assistant, he has been entrusted. We reported watching practices, Drake Bowen and Jaden Osbury were pretty much turned over to Max Bullock. So there's tremendous trust from the staff, including Al Golden and Max. And yep. for him to be out here on the road and giving the offers, that means he's heavily involved with the evaluation. Yep. He's heavily involved with the development of these young linebackers. Yes. I'm glad he's here. I'm glad we snatched him from Alabama. I'm glad he's here too, man. I really, I was really impressed with the job he did in year one, as far as helping the on the field. And he's been a very good asset on the recruiting trail as well. I mean, like he's really done a great job of, I mean, because he was a part, Sean, I think in the end, everybody had a key part in Kingston, Villiamoasa, picking Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, mostly, you know, as mm-hmm. far as like the impact down the stretch. But boy, Max Bullitt was involved in that too, man. Like mm-hmm. he talked all with that dude constantly. And I think that that helps things tremendously because they know, Sean, even if he doesn't have the direct um, title of linebacker coach on the staff, right? They know who's helping to develop them. He's a part of that process. Him, Al Golden, and the rest of the defensive staff. So, love the recent offers. Alex Tatch, obviously, included in that. We'll see when he gets on campus for Notre Dame in the 2025 class. But, regardless, pretty good recent trend of linebacker offers in the 2025 recruiting class. Folks, that's the recent 
updates in the recruiting world. We're going to get into some offensive talk from the 2025 class here in a minute. We're going to talk about who's left on the board, where things are, what are the needs, what are the decisions that need to be made. There's a lot that we're going to get into next. This is going to be a great conversation of offensive hot board in the 2025 class. Before we do, though, please, if you like the content so far, hit that like button for us. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and you hit that notification bell as well. We're going to have a, a, a slightly new schedule coming up over the next couple weeks as far as um, me and Sean will be staying intact for the most part, but we might have to do a recruiting show on Monday next week. We'll let you all know. Also, uh, my schedule as far as what podcasts I'm on, and, and I'll be on IB Nation Sports Talk at times as well. That's going to change moving forward as well, and we'll keep everyone updated, obviously, on the boards at boards.com, but hit the notification bell. You don't have to be aware. You'll know when the next show is coming up. And like I said, boards.irishbreakdown.com for all the recent recruiting and team intel. We'll be back here in a second here on the Notre Dame Recruiting Hour on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com